so much for joining me tonight on another episode and as always i'm grateful for your support and all the shows that you guys continue to do although i say this all and every time i really do mean it every time and it just gets me in the mood to be of service to you guys uh, because this is exactly what this podcast is about is being of service because i'm not only a, a therapist but i've also done a lot of work on myself and it is through that work that i believe in therapy Today, somebody asked me, what what made you become a therapist? And it was an accident, purely accidental, my road to becoming a therapist. But I'm glad I'm here now. I know that it was an accident in my perception, but in fact, I think I was always attracted to human functioning and seeking to understand why and how that made me curious about this field without even knowing it's a profession. I'm also very interested in people's language, how people talk, how people communicate and express themselves. This is a very big part of my job, but it's probably the most that I focus on within my work. It's just fascinating to me. When people come to see me, a lot of the times they don't know that their stressors, when I ask them to name what their stressors are, a lot of the times they don't know that it is just perceived stress. It is not a real stress. It is not somebody actually pressuring you to do something, making deadlines. There's no expectation or rules that you have to maintain. All this is happening within you. And we've gotten so used to it and we continue to make justifications to continue with this noise in our head. We have become a society of perceiving that if you are sitting quietly or sitting still, that you are wasting time. You need to be productive. That your time, if it is not productive, accounted for, then you must be lazy. (laughs) And we continue with this insanely rigid self-talk that results in what is now habitual to us is thinking in filling up space within our head. We need to fill up every moment of the day, every space within our mind with stuff, as in things to think about. It can't be just for me just to do something and not think about anything except what I'm doing. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to get emotionally invested in grocery shopping while I'm writing a report for work. Uh, no, I don't need to get invested in grocery shopping. I'm not grocery shopping yet, so I don't need to plan shit out or I don't need to think about it for me to be productive. But we do justify those things. We do justify the need to plan out, prevent something. I mean, there are perceived benefits for our constant ruminative thought process, just obsessive thinking all damn day. We think about what what we're going to say to someone. We think about what we've already said to someone. We're going to think about what this person might be thinking or feeling, how we're going to change their thoughts or feelings. We think about things that we cannot control, which results in an infinite process of thinking that, uh, again, cannot be stopped unless you decide to stop it or unless you distract yourself. We've become very good distractors. This is not the first time you hear me say this, obviously, but we distract quite a bit. Uh, We can binge watch videos. We can get 
caught up in relationships. We can get caught up in just behaviors that are just avoidant of having to work within. And all this is just filling up space, people. There is no spaciousness within. This concept was really kind of introduced to me through a book a couple of years ago. And if you know anything about mindfulness or Buddhism, spaciousness is a big old deal. It is the exactly what it sounds like. It's spaciousness, but it's within yourself. It's within your mind. It is the ability to not think about anything else except what is intentional at this time. We don't notice how much noise we have until we quiet it down, until we sit still, at which point your body, your brain, if it's not used to quietness and if it hasn't interpreted it in a positive way, your subconscious will keep you away from the quietness. It will make you habitually think about things that uh, you need to worry about, that you need to plan out, that you need to determine, uh, have answers about right now. It'll come up with things to keep you from staying still or staying quiet. We've already trained it. So many times I introduce this concept later on because if I introduce this concept too soon, what I'm going to get is a lot of resistance from people because they're going to be like uh, wanting to do something different, which they're used to doing. And let me explain what that is. So what I want people to start doing is practicing the art of non-thinking. Yep. Just space within us, non-thinking. People will resist this idea and will continue to justify reasons to fill in the space to find productivity more worthy than silence. But I'm telling you, nothing more useful and a good measure and quality of our time than silence within, than the spaciousness within. No thinking non-thinking state, non-thinking at all. People will go extreme and tell me, hey, well, Tala, what do you mean? I, I, I can't think about the future. I can't plan it out. I can't be, I'm not going to be responsible. And they go to extreme. Thinking about stuff does not have to cause you stress. It is the obsessive, ruminating, non-stop filling of time. It's mindless and it is not spent to solve anything and it's not going to do anything except ruin the quality of the moment. I'm basically not going to be available to anybody because I'm in my head. I'm not going to be emotionally able to regulate because my emotions are everywhere and anywhere at any time. There is no intention in my thoughts. Also, if my habits tend to take me to anxious thoughts or obsessive thoughts, any sort of rumination that isn't, I mean, not useful, basically anything that has to keep me going, I go, 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 go within my mind, racing in my mind. Uh, more than likely, it is going to take me back to that habit consistently, but not because I need it, but because I find it a habit and it's familiar to me and my brain just keeps recycling it. There's no good use to it. So this is the first part that I want to do is, is talk you into the idea of the spaciousness of being quiet. That's what quietness or peace sounds like within. It has no opinion. It has no judgment. It doesn't 
really think anything. And it is hard to explain it to someone who's always finding comfort in noise and chaos. Until you do it, you will not see how much you need it. It is a great tool within. It is the difference between heaven or hell on this earth. Literally, I think, <laughs> and metaphorically, it we can burn up into flames in so many ways, manifesting diseases within ourselves from the loudness, from the constant, non-stop thinking, useless, non-stop thinking. We have glorified it now. We think that if I'm a thinker and I think about it all the time, somehow I'm more valuable and that my time is more valuable. And this is all a bunch of bullshit. It is not real. It is not real. Little did we know that where our happiness lies in is in no thought at all. And just taking a walk with no thoughts, no opinions about the street, my neighbors, when I see their house, a dog that's just being walked and how cute that dog was, or what I'm going to eat later on for dinner. Really no thought, just nothing at all, at all. That's what I mean about space. And when you are living within that amount of space within, then you're not overwhelmed. People can come and talk to you and you're really listening for the first time in your life. <laughs> you don't hear anything except what they're saying. You're not assuming anything. You're not coming up with your own conclusions. You're not pretending this is about you all the time, which can get us offended all the time. That's not what's happening. It is quiet in there. It is also going to make your day much easier because you spend a lot of time filling up space and we end up having to take vacations or breaks or, or end up being explosive just for us to get a break. Because we think that if we just remove ourselves physically from the situation, that mentally we can do it. But it is not the point of your brain and your mind. It is not the point. The mind has a beautiful way of helping you relax wherever the hell you are. It is incredible what it can do, but you have to believe in it. You have to believe in its power for it to work. And that's the tricky part. Uh, trying to get any of my patients to depend on themselves to do this and to find the value in it before they actually see the outcome right away is downright a fight, an argument. Every time it's like, Hey, you got, did you try this thing? Did you try sitting quietly with yourself? Nope. I haven't tried it. And it's not a priority to them yet. It is not as immediate as a pill, for example, and sedating you or helping you numb. It won't do that. You won't need it to do that. You will be able to go through life without all the pressure, the trauma, the extra noise that you're just like, how do I turn this off? This nonstop off. And it feels like it's crammed up in there, just crammed up, no space at all. It is never going to be enough for me to talk about spaciousness or non-thinking. There's never going to be enough talk about that ever for me because until we achieve that, until we work on that and really find its value from working on it, you're not going to be able to treat or be able to notice or work on yourself in, in much in any way because you're still fighting your thoughts. You're still not regulating them or regulating the emotions that come or result from your thoughts. 
it is just simply crisis management all day long. I'm just like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And the thing is, it's, it, it's a rush that isn't there. That isn't really there. It's pressure that isn't really there. Most of it is just the noise inside ourselves. So it's always good to revisit the art of non-thinking. I'm not the first one that came with it. It is, again, a Buddhist philosophy or Eastern philosophy of creating spaciousness. And it can be done a lot with meditation. But again, if you don't, if you're not a fan of meditation, it hasn't hit you yet as a possible way to dealing with this. That's okay. I just need you to sit still without thinking about anything. You need to just practice it. You can time it. That's okay with me, but it needs to happen. I don't need us to run away from ourselves because it is not working on ourselves. So if there's one thing that I can say will get you closer to really making a lot of changes within you is to begin with eliminating thoughts, just eliminating and practicing the, the actual skill of no thinking, no thinking at all. And this is going to really up all the work that you do in all areas everywhere else. It's going to up your ability to heal your body and to maintain a healthy lifestyle overall. It is a wonderful way of doing everything. And we, it's the last effort we put in place on when it comes to our self-care is our mind. It is basically what's running the rest of your body. Ernest Holmes said that you cannot treat the body without the mind. It's a great point. And make no mistake, it will eventually manifest in your body. If you are exhausted, stressed, overwhelmed, all of that, it is going to manifest in your body. It is not a coincidence that people that maintain healthier mental states end up doing more with their life, having more motivation, having less medical issues, or able to recover from them more resiliently. That's, it's not it's not a coincidence that that occurs. So I don't want you to ever think it is. Really important stuff today we're talking about. And I might have said before variations of this, but it's good to repeat it because you know how I feel about repetition. We just keep repeating until your brain says, oh my God, I think I like that explanation. I'll just keep explaining it in different ways until you buy into it because it's that important. It is that I cannot do enough episodes on non-thinking, on the noise in our brain. I have to introduce this concept to you because it's like one of those things that people don't think is possible. Being at a state of non-thinking is almost unfathomable for most people. People believe it is not possible, but in fact, it, it really is. It really is. You can walk around, you're not exhausted, you're just all around motivated. It is basically going to cure depression which is defined by depressive thinking patterns, self-defeating thinking patterns, anxiety, which is defined by anxious thoughts, thinking errors as well. So you are stopping all those, which will result eventually in you not feeling any of those states for a long duration and believing that to be true that this is the rest of my life and it's my personality. I'm just a depressed person. I'm just a sad person. I'm just an anxious person. That doesn't need to happen ever, ever. So I believe in it that much. The art of not thinking is in fact 
an art form that requires practice, consistent practice. We have to make that a priority because if you are on autopilot all damn day and there's no emotional regulation all day long, you are in danger basically of overreacting, of uh, making decisions that are extreme. You're not thinking about what you're doing. So your memory goes to shit basically because it's like I could be reading something and trying to gain understanding of something uh, and then I'm thinking about other things. How do you think you're going to remember? You won't. Your, remem- your memory will be trash, trash. And if you are the kind that's just, just over thinking, you'll know what I'm talking about. Your memory has got to be shot. There's no way it's going to be good. So let's up the quality of our life. It is a concept that you guys don't think it's possible. I promise it is. It is real. Non-thinking, not thinking about anything at all is real. To do that, I want you to go to listen to the meditation for skeptics episode. Just scroll down and listen to that and then come back and listen to this again. Keep listening to those until something kicks in within you and wants to change. We have to believe that we have created the misery we live in within, the noise we live in within, and we're the only ones that can quiet it down. To use anything outside of us will just be a distraction, temporary patch up, and you might get some relief, but you're not doing it yourself and you're not taking credit for it. And this time I want you to take credit for quiet it down, for quieting down your brain. It is possible. It is not just me stating this. It's, it's ancient writings and studies that support what I'm telling you right now. It's incredible. Incredible. I could not have believed it if I didn't read it and think, oh my God, you mean to tell me it's possible for someone to not think at all? And yeah, it's very possible to train your brain not to think. Just like you trained your brain unintentionally to keep thinking the garbage that we think all day long, nonstop noise, nonstop filling up space when because we can't just sit still in, in spaciousness. Oh yeah, it's habitual and I can get myself a new habit. And just like any new habit, it requires my practice and my intentionality in doing so. And developing this habit will take a little bit of time, but I promise you it is going to be a lot less time than you think if you are very intentional. But if you don't make this a priority, I promise you this too. It will not work. It's how much effort you put into it and how much you make this as a part of your life. If this is important to you, if quieting down within and creating space within sounds appealing to you, it's worth trying out and not just trying out a little bit because I don't believe that. I think you need to just do it every day until it is part of your nature, until it's part of your comfort zone and noise is no no longer a part of your comfort zone. I hope this makes sense. (laughs) I always think that I go too far, but you know what? That's okay. If this appeals to you where you're at in your journey and this sounds like something you're interested in. I'm not the only person that has this information. It is all over. If you just look up mindfulness, if you just look up non-thinking, you'll get more information on this. I don't hold the monopoly on that. It's available to you. It's been there, available since ancient times. It's just, we never used it. (laughs) Come with me into a place of quietness and spaciousness. It's real. It's a real place and hang out with me there. You can choose to give your brain permission to 
make the change or you could choose to stay with what's familiar and go to autopilot and just keep on going about your day with this full-blown noise inside your head. It is a choice. Your brain doesn't need many other strategies. It just needs to believe that it is possible. And that's why I need you to go search if it's possible. If other people have done it, your brain needs to see evidence that other people have done it. So Google it. Do the research. We Google everything else. We have time to Google every darn thing else. Why can't we just Google something that could elevate our life from living and just existing and crisis managing to an actual existence, to an actual living life and its full potential? Let's use that brain that you got. It is an amazing piece of equipment if you know how to use it and you're intentionally doing so. So first search to to see if it's possible and then practice, practice, practice. Just sitting with yourself, getting comfortable with quietness, letting your brain know that it's okay. Quietness is fine. I like quietness. It's natural to me. And when you're doing that and you're doing that every day and you make that a priority, you will not miss that overcrowded situation you got going on in your brain. You will just get used to spaciousness and want nothing else besides that. And probably wonder, how the hell did you ever live without this spaciousness within? What the hell? How the hell was I living? That is not living. That's just merely existing if it's all crammed up in there. All right, you guys. I hope this finds you well. I'm sending you love, light, and clarity. This has been an episode of Drive Through.